Hello everyone, welcome to the Small Talk Podcast, where we'll be talking about movies, TV shows, games, YouTube, whatever else we want to talk about. My name is The Shelfman, and or it could be Jordi if you somehow care about my real name, and I'm here with Saul. Hello everyone, I am Saul, games by Saul, whatever you want to call me is fine as long as it's correct. And <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited about doing this. Same, it should be fun. We've uh, talked about movies and TV shows quite a lot already before, yeah. and we always just keep going for hours and hours on end. And I thought, hey, this is this is a great way to get that going. For sure. I mean, like it always ends up we talk about one thing and then it leads to a tangent about another film, which then probably mentions another film or TV show or even a game, and then that just leads to more tangents upon tangents. Exactly. And the best way to deal with tangents is a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I think that's what I've learned. So we had the idea to talk about our favorite films. However, you recently posted on Twitter about having seen Fleabag, and I could yes. not resist. <laughs> so no, I'm glad. Let's talk about Fleabag for a bit. That's absolutely fine. Fleabag is a very, very, very good show. It really is. Wait, before I forget, we talked about this before. Uh, there will be spoilers in this podcast. Yes. We, whatever we know about a film or TV show, we will talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, spoilers. Be prepared, you will be spoiled if you haven't seen Fleabag, and if you haven't seen Fleabag, go watch Fleabag. There's like two seasons, it's six episodes each season, about 25 minutes an episode. Yeah. You'll be done within a day. Exactly, you'll go through it so quick you won't even notice, and it, and it is brilliant. More. Yeah. You'll want more. You'll end. want I so want much more. Uh, I don't think they'll make another season. I think uh, the actress, I think it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, I think that's her yeah. name. Um, she didn't even want to make a season two. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. I, I definitely saw she does not want to do a season three. Yeah, because the the reason she she wanted to stop after season two, especially, is because you had all the interactions with, between the camera and uh, Fleabag that you could have. So she, yeah. she was like, okay, it's it's over now. Of course, I would love more because she's brilliant and it's yeah. funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I don't really it get why it stopped. Yeah, it wouldn't really work after season two now because she's done with the camera. Like, yeah, there was the this... Whole... It's like a breakup scene in a way. Yeah, because she... Well, it's like a double breakup scene. It is, it is a double breakup yeah. scene because she breaks up breaks up with the priest who and then as she walks away from the camera like usually the camera follows her but it didn't for that one scene kind of say like she's done with the camera but that's yeah. all but like if they were to do more and she didn't have the camera it just wouldn't it's feel it wouldn't the be same the, exactly there would be no point because that was the whole whole thing that that made it so original and so fun mm. we knew it, things that others didn't and it's kind of like the reason we know her life and her story is because she's telling it to the camera. So if she wasn't with the camera, it wouldn't really. Like, why do we know? Why are we following her story? It doesn't really hit the same because we don't. There's no scenes where it's other characters. I think Fleabag is in every single scene. I don't think there's a scene without Fleabag in it, or at least someone who's connected to Fleabag. Like she is always there. I think. I think so too. Oh, that's a good think, point. I don't think there's ever a scene where she's like. Even if she's not on the screen, she's not far away from it. She's always around. Right. Which I think is really interesting because it is literally her 
telling what's happening to someone and that someone is us and that's so brilliant we're a character mm. in in a series in a way and there's well, yeah. shows that do that or and movies do like fourth wall breaking but never in the way that fleabag did and that's it's so good I well fourth wall breaking is interesting because obviously there's like the one that comes to mind first is like deadpool does it but it's not really the same because it's not like a core part of the film it's just something that deadpool does but yeah i mean fleabag's built around the wall breaking really exactly it's just deadpool's like self-aware whereas fleabag is uh, uh, fleabag <laughs> well yeah i mean the thing is i was well, i was looking up after because i'm nosy and just stuff like I kind of like realized halfway through season two, near the start of that, she's not talking to us. Like I know, I realized who she was talking to this whole time, and it kind of like blew my mind a bit because I was like, "Oh, we're not with her." She's like, I was gonna say spoilers again, but we've already said spoilers. Like from what I think, I think she's talking to her friend who's died. Boo! I think her name is. Oh right. I think she's been talking to her this whole time. Like she feels like. Boo is watching her throughout the thing and she's like telling her like when I listen to her speak to the camera it sounds like she's telling her she's talking to a friend and like the kind of stuff she does to the camera would be like you see someone there and you're doing it to them true true oh that's a good point I have not thought about it that way I it might not be right but I was just like well, watching no. it, I was like there's so many layers to, to it it could mm. be true and it's so brilliant her performance first of all is, yeah. is great you you feel all the emotions when there are you know emotions well for sure like when she does something with like a sister like i was kind of whenever she was about to like not tell her sister the truth or like when she wouldn't tell her sister the truth i was like please just tell her the truth please yeah yeah it's really good i uh, no. i watched it last year i think and it went by real fast and i i probably will watch it again I think I will too. I mean, I watched it. Today is Friday, and I finished it on Wednesday, and I started it on Monday. Wow! So I watched it very quickly. <laughs> you did binge it. Oh wow! I really did. I think actually, no. I started it on Sunday actually, but I did have one day off in between watching it, and it was just—it's one of those shows that when you start, it kind of ends in a way where you always will want more because of, like, I think the end of season one, the twist is that really Fleabag got her friend killed by sleeping with her friend's boyfriend and I remember when that happened I literally like, jumped out of my seat because I was so shocked that happened and I, I was just feel you there. Yeah. I was not expecting it I was like that is amazing it blew my mind I, I think I jumped out of my seat too it, it was crazy and then the first episode of season 2 the whole thing in the restaurant is brilliant it's so good. so good when the when it opens with that first shot and you you're like what happened here and then mm. the whole thing rewinds is it's just, so good i love how she tells the camera or whoever at that point she goes this is a, this is a love story and you're like "Ooh, okay and then when she punches martin that was just oh, it, yeah it's great stuff and the whole thing with the priest realizing that she's talking to the camera the priest that's so insane like the reason i watched fleabag was because i saw a clip of that on tiktok and i was just like what is yeah. this so i googled it more i was like fleabag i was like okay and then i saw more clips on tiktok and i was like okay this looks really fun actually and then like even though i had already seen that the priest knows like when you get the first instance when he goes like what was that 
and he like looks at the camera it's still like ooh, it's so weird like he knows it's yeah like, it kind of takes you out of it it makes yeah. you realize what is happening whereas mm. usually it's just like okay she's she's talking to us she's explaining her point of view and suddenly there's this other person aware of that happening and it's just mm. like what <laughs> that's what i mean it's like you feel we feel like we're being watched in a case because it's not yeah. it's rather than like we're talking to someone it's more so we're talking to someone and someone's literally like just staring at both of us having this conversation it's really uncomfortable yeah like, exactly so cool like when she i think in one of the scenes she says he has a lovely neck and he and he mentions the fact that she said that mm. and it's not just the fact he knows she's like it, i think that's cool because it's not like just the fact like she kind of looks distant or something like she's just not all there she, she's like looking away she's literally looking away and saying something out loud and he picks up on the fact she said something and it's like oh okay it's crazy. I love it. I mm. love it so much. Yeah, I'm definitely watching that again. I think I'm, I will blame you for that. <laughs> that's fine. I'll take all the blame. I was trying to get my uh, girlfriend to watch it, and she just didn't really want to. And then when I finished it, I said, you're going to watch it. Like, watch. It's so good. And she said, would you watch it again? I was like, yes. She's like, you've just finished it? I said, yes. I will watch it again. It's that good. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, I hope she likes it, though. Yeah. I mean, I hope probably, you enjoy right? the second time. I don't know how you can. You can't not like it. It's just exactly. got a bit of everything in it, which just makes it really good. Like, something I really loved was um, some of the characters, you don't find out their names. So if you were like, because I watched it on Amazon video and it said like character name is just something they've been referred to as in the show. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. It's really I think good. It's so, yeah, I think it's really funny. Like, rather than, um, uh, I think someone was just called Asshole Guy. And that was his name and like the casting that was everything his name but we didn't know we never find out his name and exactly really funny. the same with fleabag mm. we don't know more about her other than her name is fleabag ah oh, but no one ever calls her fleabag as well do you no they, they never call her by name so even um the actress calls her fleabag mm. that's not her name <laughs> no of course but we I'm just don't that. know, that's and that's yeah. that's great. I love that. I never even picked up on the fact like no one says her name. Like her name to me is just Fleabag, but that's definitely not her name. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great great way mm. of showing that in real life we also don't call each other by name a lot, and when yeah. you can write an entire show without a person's name being revealed when they are the main character, that's that's brilliant. Mm. I mean. Yeah, like you said just then about like in real life and we don't call each other by names. Like I find it very weird if I'm like with a with a friend and they say my name. I'm just like, you don't, you don't ever say that. Why would you? Why have you? Said exactly, my name? unless you're in like a group and they need, specifically yeah. need you. Otherwise, there's no point. Yeah, but like most people when they talk to each other, I think sometimes even in a group, you kind of just look at the person you're talking to and you kind of have that knowledge of like, yeah, I'm talking specifically to you, and it's yeah. just kind of like that's really yeah. I mean, there's even characters like an old man who talks a lot, and even he has a name. He's called, like, Talky Joe, and that's it. That's his name. He has a name. Yeah. Joe. Joe. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But the main character not having a name is something I didn't even clock onto. Oh, that's... that's... <laughs> Oops, I just ripped my headphone out my head. Oh, uh, yeah, that's great. Now, I um I recently started rewatching Scrubs for the fourth time. Nice. It's I'm addicted to that show and I will always rewatch it. It's almost every year now at this point. 
I think I remember you telling me this. Like, I've, I've never fully watched it. I've seen, like, a good few episodes when it just kind of appeared on TV. And I remember every single time I really, really enjoyed it. Because it's just really fun to watch. It's really good. I love the combination of drama and comedy. Where mm. the comedy is really funny. And the drama, it can make me cry. <laughs> mm. No, for sure. Like, it's got some, like, quite... I, don't know, I wouldn't say powerful but like some scenes which you go like wow that's much more deep than I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. like it's been a while since I last watched an episode but like I remember like one I think where like the more senior doctor says like some kind words to do with like the main character and it's just like and obviously they kind of have like a love-hate relationship you always yeah. want to say but when he, when he says like the kind words like you know they're kind of like I'm proud of you you did good job stuff kind of like that it's kind of like oh that's nice I could take it's like exactly there's no jokes to it. It's just quite like a nice scene. And I love it when it does that. It's it's a moment of uh, showing that not everything has to be serious, but not everything has to be funny either. And mm. it's it's really good. There's these um, there's two episodes that I'll always uh, remember. Um, since you haven't probably seen them, I won't go too deep. But there's this uh, episode with Brendan Fraser, and mm. when it's people refer to it as the episode with Brendan Fraser because there's a couple and it just at the end when you realize what's been going on this whole time it'll just break your heart and it's so beautiful it's just the moment you realize what's going on it's just a realization that like wow why do this to me why do you hate me (laughs) and it's beautiful yeah I think I'm gonna have to watch Scrubs it's definitely worth it and already in the first season you'll have plenty of moments that you Mm. just sit there and go okay (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah i know yeah no for sure you mean i mean like have you ever seen fresh prince of ballet uh i used to watch it but i i don't know much of it anymore well, I used to, like, watch it not too long ago. Again, kind of when it was on TV, but, like, I would always watch it just because it's, like... I think it's kind of got a similar thing to it as Scrubs. Like, it does comedy really well, but then it has some, like, dramatic scenes that are done really well as well. Like, there's always one episode, which I think most people know, and it's, like, about uh, Will Smith character's dad in the show, and it's, like, a whole thing about him, his dad leaving him, coming back, and then leaving him again. And then the end it just kind of ends with Will Smith's character and... Uncle Phil's character, who can't remember the actor's name. That's really good, annoying me. They're kind of just like hugging at the end. The camera just kind of zooms out on them hugging. Like, there's no words, it's just kind of that. And it's like, it's just beautiful, really. It's just really right. well done. I love it when shows do that, when they mm. they surprise you with moments like that. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that one had like a live studio audience. And like, I think there's a bit in it where you can hear someone in the audience like cry, just like let out like a like a little whimper of what's happening it's just like yeah that's it's a good scene it's yeah real emotion i love that mm. i love hearing that that's great um do you want to talk about your favorite movie yeah i think i think we should do you want to go first or do you want me to go first you go ahead i'm curious i've i've seen your top four and i'm curious which one it is Right, so I, I've been debating on this one a little while because I haven't had too much time. But I was thinking, if someone ever asked me what my favourite film is, there's probably one I'm forgetting, but the one that would always go through in my head is Logan. And I think I did tell you this like a while ago, it's my favourite film. And again, like I said, there probably is a film that's in the back of my mind, and I just can't remember it, which actually is, but 
if someone said to me on the street, what's your favourite film? I would say Logan. It's just a reflex and, at this point. Yeah, it's like, naturally I'll go with Logan. I mean, any of my top four could class as my favourite. Logan is definitely my number one, just because it's a superhero film with my one of my favourite characters in and a lot of my favourite actors in. And it's done so beautifully. Like, I remember, like, I don't really cry at films or anything, but I remember, like, when I finished watching it the first time in the cinema with my friends, like, I just felt quite emotional after it. I was... And, like, one of my friends was crying and other people in the cinema were crying and it was just, like... It was just powerful. Like, there were so many scenes in the film where I just... I always, the one that always sticks out to me is when Professor... Have you seen it? You seen I've it? seen it. I've seen it, like, yeah. twice, I think. Cool, I've seen it a few times. <laughs> um, there's a scene where Professor X dies and it's by the fake Logan who kills him. And I remember when real Logan comes and he says, he keeps saying to him, it wasn't me. And you can hear his like voice breaking as he says it because he wants like his closest friend probably to know, like, I did kill you, that wasn't me. Even though I'm pretty sure Professor X would have known that wasn't him. It's just like, wow. And obviously what's happening to Professor X's whole film with him his powers being unstable and extremely dangerous and like when it happened in a casino and he just looks so you just feel so sorry for his character because he just kind of feels like a granddad in that scene like because he just he can't do anything to help and he's just caused a lot of harm and it's just like uh, it's just hard to watch i mean i can watch it if someone said to me during watch i'd be like absolutely no matter mm-hmm. what um there's just so much about it which i love and i i think like the action sides of it done very very well like there's just so many things in it which are just like when you see them happen it's just so good like the violence and i i, I enjoy films that i can do tasteful violence like it's not over the top it's just done really well and it's really quite brutal but then on top of that they've just got the dramatic story going the whole time and it's just done really well i mean the way they left it off they could have done more, I suppose. Not with obviously not with Wolf, uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, but they could have done something with his daughter in the show, in the film, or the other characters. Like there was there was room for them to do more. But I'm kind of glad they just kind of said, "Yep, we're done. Nothing else. There's no Logan to yet." No, I mean they could do something with the the girl's character for sure. They could yeah. make a whole thing about it. She could join the MCU if they wanted her to. Well, but she absolutely, they absolutely could. It's it's great how it's just it feels like a one-off thing, mm. or well, not necessarily a one-off. It's like the end of uh, his own franchise, basically, right? And I, yeah, I was gonna say I do think he will show up in a Deadpool film at some point. You think? I really do because I think Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds are very close friends, so I just feel like they'll be, even if it's like a split second. Probably as a joke, yeah. I could see that. I happen. think it will be a joke. It won't be like a whole movie about it because I think is it Deadpool two when they like he opens the door yeah. and all the X Men are there for like a second. That scene is so good, like it's so funny. And uh, like... in the post credits where he uh, he uh, kills Wade from the first X Men film. Yeah, he actually and he Wolverine. also when he's yeah yeah he kills him in Wolverine, X Men Origins Wolverine, doesn't he? Yeah, he kills like. That Deadpool, but I think he also goes into Logan at some point, or he has a reference to Logan on it with him because I think he has like Wolverine's grave, like as a little miniature with him at some point. Oh, it could, could be. be. I don't remember. I'm not sure. If it's, I'm not sure if it's in the film or like just like a promo picture they did for the film. But in the promo pictures, they mention Logan a lot. Oh they just kind wow! Of, 
because oh, they wanted to like good. yeah i think they're probably trying to like tease people and prod them but i do think next deadpool there's a very very slight chance he's gonna men- i think he's gonna mention wolverine if anything else but i think we will probably get a slight hey hugh jackman's in the film but it's or like they could have Hugh Jackman as Hugh Jackman in the film, which I think would be really funny. That would be really funny. They're definitely going to do something with Hugh Jackman. I could see that happen for sure. For sure. Absolutely. But I'm, yeah, yeah. You, I'm sorry. No, I'm kind of curious about Deadpool 3 overall. Like, it's it's not a, a great franchise or anything. It's just really fun because it doesn't take hmm. it so seriously. And that makes it so good. And I think like the other thing with that as well, I think Ryan Reynolds is sort of like, passionate about the role like he re- you can tell when he's doing it he's really having fun with what he's doing i think mm-hmm. so that just makes the whole film better in itself because it's like you'd rather watch someone who lo- seems like they're enjoying the film rather than someone who's not like i think i'm sure there's a film we were talking about not too long ago and was it love oh it was love and thunder right the new thor film how most of the people who were on that said they really enjoyed being on set and filming scenes for it because it was so fun. Yeah. And I think that kind of thing is the same as like Deadpool's franchise where um, you can tell, at least Ryan Reynolds anyway, is having fun with what he's doing throughout the films. You kind of go, yeah, I want to watch more of this. It might not be the best film like said, but it's still a like, very fun film to watch. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love it when uh, when you can tell that uh, an actor has had a good time playing a character. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I found it interesting with Love and Thunder 2 that um, Natalie Portman decided to come back. Mm. Because she, I, as far as I know, and obviously, what do I know? I know Twitter. Uh, but that I heard that she didn't like working with Marvel, hence why she wasn't really in Endgame, I believe. Uh, but, I mean, working with Taika Waititi is, is a whole yeah. new thing. And you gotta take that opportunity. For sure. I think there was a thing about her, like... I, I think she just wasn't, like, given what she was told and thought to, at least. I think she was t- meant to have more scenes, but then she wasn't given them. And like, I think they were, I remember hearing there were some issues with, like, the filming of it. And it wasn't her fault, it was more on the production side. I could be wrong, but I do remember seeing some stuff like that, like you said. Huh. But, like, but like you said, for Love and Thunder, the script and Taika just seemed so, like, fun. Like, you kind of feel like you should just be part of it if you can. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds like, a lot of fun to work with Taika, definitely. Mm. I can't imagine. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, some of the films he's made, like, one that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Just an insane film, and it's so, so good. Like, I it's can't believe really good. how good it was. It, It's super funny, and just seeing that one shot of the shoes is gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I want to watch that one too, uh, for the second that. time. Yeah, yeah, I definitely need to rewatch it at some point. It's just like you just don't know at any point where the film is going to go, really, because it's just like it's so all over the place. It's ridiculous. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely a very, very good film. Yeah, I've yet to see a film of Taika Waititi that I do not like. Love and Thunder. Mm. I I talked about this with my sister um love and thunder is an okay film it was entertaining definitely it's not the best marvel film i love it's not even the best thor film but i had a great time and especially christian bill christian bill blew me away he was so good yeah christian bale in the film was insanely good and his character was also insanely 
good. Well, yeah. Evil, very good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I definitely agree with you. Like, it's definitely not the best Marvel film, definitely not the best Thor film. I still think that's Ragnarok for me, probably. Because it's just. Ragnarok, yeah, yeah. You can't really beat Ragnarok. That was a great Thor film. But, like, like you said, Love and Thunder. I think some people's issues with it were, like, maybe they've thought it was going to be more dramatic or have more to it. Because obviously, Gore, the villain, and it has such, like, a good storyline in the comics. Right. But then it was too, like, I think some people said it was too silly for them, but I think that's kind of what I was expecting going in, so I was completely fine with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that definitely, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I, I enjoyed that film. And um, uh, I know that Chris Hemsworth is excited about playing Thor some more, but I'm, I'm here like, maybe, maybe the old Avengers all gotta go. <laughs> I mean, they did say at the end, and it was like a Thor will return. Yeah, true. So maybe. I think, I I mean, he might have another film. I, I'm hoping more so maybe he'll just be on, like, the sidelines in other films. Like, he'll make appearances in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, for example, or whatever comes after that. Right. I do think maybe his, like, storyline is somewhat done, maybe. I mean, the thing is that we have stories where he could tie in quite well. Like, obviously, there's Loki. Mm. Like, I feel like... Thor somewhat needs to be in that at some point just to get their interaction again and just have a moment with them. Could be, yeah. But then there's also the post-credits with Jane when she's in uh, Valhalla. I think it's Valhalla anyway. Right, but I mean that just means it's over, right, for her? Yeah, but I mean they can do what they want, I suppose. Like maybe True, it's horrible, what am I saying? <laughs> yeah, they can do what they want. Maybe they'll have a whole movie about Thor trying to get to Valhalla at some point. He's just going to jump off a cliff. He <laughs> has to be in battle. He has to die in battle. Oh, right. Crap, I forgot about whole, that. Yeah, there's the whole thing where like his friend, I think Sif, nearly <laughs> dies, and she's like, just, she's like, just kill me, just finish it, send me to Valhalla, and he's like... You won't go. It's not in battle. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. That was really funny. Mm. Oh. That's what I mean. It had, like, very good funny moments that weren't, like, kind of, like, cheesy funny. They were just kind of like, yeah, this yeah. is funny because it's funny. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, I loved, um, crap, what's the what's his name? Uh, the character that Taika Waititi plays. The rock man. Korg. Korg. There you go. He was. Yeah. It was great. I love that his was, story all, always. He's so funny. No, it was really good. I mean, there were some things in the film which I didn't pick out on one of my friends mentioned. First thing was, you know, his, like, god when they go visit, when they go to that, like, uh, Colosseum place and they have all the different gods. Korg's god is sitting on a chair of scissors because Rock eats scissors. Oh, uh, my God. That's what I mean. I never realized that when I watched it. And I was just like... Uh, and, the, and it also looks like the chair from Game of Thrones the throne in Game of Thrones yeah because obviously and at the very end he has like Korg has a boyfriend called Dwayne yeah that was so fun I but like I never, that I liked it too but I never when it was a rock person and their name is Dwayne I knew in my head there was a joke there yeah I could <laughs> not figure it out for the life of me it just I could not put the two and two together. And then my <laughs> friend was like, it's Dwayne the Rock. He's the yeah. Rock. I was like, oh, yeah. It's so good. Like these subtle mm. jokes where you'll hear about them randomly that you're like, holy crap, that's so smart, so clever. Exactly. It's like a thing you wouldn't... I, I, I'd say the Rock one, most people probably figured out. I was just a bit 
dumb on that one, but I think like the um, rock beats scissors joke is thing. It's for the people who kind of like noticed it, but it doesn't matter if you don't notice. Yeah, 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 exactly. Someone mentioned to me the other day about uh, you know the original Spider-Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. There's a bit where Peter like loses his powers in it, and he like jump he jumps off the building, doesn't he, to like try and swing, and then he hurts his back and the hole in my back. And then he goes my back, and then no way home. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's yeah. that. And in the in the film where he like loses his powers, he says like he needs to find his focus at some point. And when he jumps off, I didn't realize this. One of my someone told me this. He jumps off the building and he hits his back on a car, and the camera zooms out, and it's a Ford Focus. And it's just like he found his focus by hitting a Ford <laughs> Focus, and we were just oh just what. Like, I know it blew my mind. He was, he was telling me about Sam Raimi, and I was like, "He says Sam Raimi makes like a lot of these kind of jokes in his films." I was like, "Does he?" And he was like, "Yeah." Have you not seen this one, Spider Man? I was like, "Oh, that's so good." That's great. Yeah, Sam Raimi has an interesting way of telling jokes. Then <laughs> he uses yeah, cinematography to do that. It's like something you wouldn't pick up on unless you really just kind of like you have to be very quick at the moment. You go forward, focus, find his. Oh. Yeah. No, definitely. Oh, that's great! I love that. I cannot remember. I watched um, the first Spider-Man um, with Tobey Maguire like a few months ago, and it just felt so weird because obviously CGI was still like crap mm. for the most part. But it was interesting to see how Sam Raimi did certain things. And no, but I mean, like rewatching it now, it probably feels a bit dated almost not dated but like some parts sure yeah yeah definitely there were uh parts with um the green goblin um where they were fighting and it just looked so bad but at the same time like you you almost feel like you you shouldn't care because it's spider-man spider-man is cool you know (laughs) it's a it's like a nostalgia trip as well when you watch because i watched it a lot when i was younger so watching it Again, now I probably wouldn't hate it. I'd be like, yeah, this is fine. I absolutely mm-hmm. I have that with uh, Spider Man 2. I watched that a lot. I love that one. Spider Man 2 is so good. It's really good, definitely. See how we um, uh, went on a big tangent here from. Well, that's Logan. what we said. It's like a. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. We started up Logan, we ended up with Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, almost. We're almost there. <laughs> yeah. But I think the important question now is. What is your favorite film? Um, okay, so there's this thing with me that I've had a favorite film uh, ever since I was a child, and that was uh, Treasure Planet. And then I was a bit older, and I watched Harry Potter, the final film, and that has been my favorite film since. So it's Treasure Planet and Harry Potter are kind of fighting for the first spot, but Harry Potter will always win. So Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two is my favorite film. Um, Great choice. I watched that's the the only one of the Harry Potter films that I watched in the cinema, and it was the greatest experience ever. I was like, it was two thousand eleven, so you know, emotion wise, what was I gonna do? I wasn't gonna cry there, but. Mm. Now, as a full-on adult, seeing that those final scenes always goosebumps everywhere, you know. And I'm such a huge fan of the Harry Potter franchise. Who created the franchise does not matter. She does not exist. Yep. Um, the franchise itself, the films, 
while I understand that some people just go, they're not that great, I'll always think that those films are the best films ever, and I watch them every year. Mm. Just the the visual effects and the pure emotion from from the characters and the fact that it's the end of such a huge thing is just epic to me. And that's why it will always be my favorite film. I think that's a great favorite film to have. I mean, like, like you said, for the effects, I think whenever I see magic in like shows or games, and especially when it looks good, I'm always hyped by it. Yeah. Like, exactly. The scene when they put the shield around Hogwarts. Oh, like the, man, so that good. That scene to me was hype. Like, that looks so exactly. insane. Exactly, yeah. It's uh, why I wanted to do film stuff in the first place. It's why I wanted mm. to learn visual effects, and I still haven't learned that much, unfortunately, because... Uh, Apparently, doing Harry Potter visual effects is expensive. Mm. Very expensive. And, just learn Unreal. Uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, f- of course. You know, I'll just learn Unreal. On one hand, I probably should. Unreal Engine is great, but every time I open it, I get an anxiety attack, basically, <laughs> because it's so big. It's so scary. <laughs> I don't know what to do it with is. it. But Unreal 5 is a little bit nicer. Yeah? Yeah, it's... Uh... There's less going on at once, and you can hide most of the windows if you want to. So you could just have a look, just have one thing on at a time. Hmm. I should I should probably give it another shot. It's just that because I've gotten so um, comfortable with Unity that I feel almost like it's it's wasting my time when I'm mm. trying to learn something new. So learning Godot or Unreal is is almost like. Like, what am I doing? I should just be making this in Unity and I'll have it done in two minutes, you know? I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair enough way to go about it, but I suppose Unity can do more or less all the same things Unreal kind of just might, especially for visual effects. Like, Unreal's visual effects is a lot simpler to use, I find, than Unity's. And it's also more yeah. focused on the, the film aspect. They have a yeah. whole film thing. And I recently wanted to try something... Uh, in Unreal for visual effect, and I just couldn't figure it out, but that's okay. But I just know that it's pretty easy to get started with it. And I mm. thought, hey, can I do this in Unity? And the answer is maybe, but who knows? It's really <laughs> hard to figure out. I tried some something to make something look really nice, and in Unreal, that's two clicks and you have something look really nice. And in Unity, it's download this package, wait 30 minutes, try to mess around with light probes and reflection or whatever they're called, and just hope for the best. So, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it is pretty much how you just described it. Um, for me, Unreal is kind of, if I want to make something 3D and I care about how it looks... Like if I want it to have like really top-notch graphics, I will throw. I will do that in Unreal no matter what. If I want it to be simpler graphics, Unity is fine. Yeah, exactly. There's really beautiful games made with Unity. I don't oh, know absolutely. if you're familiar with Firewatch. I think we talked about this. We did talk about Firewatch. I know of it. I haven't played it myself, but it does look beautiful. Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously stylized, so that's it's different from let's say like, oh gosh, uh, The Witcher. The Witcher is, yep. I think, an Unreal Engine game. I believe? Oh boy, I better not be wrong. I think it might be a custom I think, engine. Uh, no, I think it's Unreal Engine... F- Hold up, we can look this up. Yeah. The Witcher 3 engine. I think it's Unreal Engine 4. You know what? I take it I take it completely back. It's the Red Engine. 
Ja. Får jag säga att Unity den här världen? Jag tror det Unity. Sorry? I thought you were going to say it was Unity that... Uh, that would have been made. crazy. That would have been insane. Like, if you can make that with Unity, wow. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean... Unreal Engine has... A lot of very pretty games that are more realistic, whereas Unity is great at making stylized games. Yeah, I think that's a... You can do either, or, you can do either in each engine, of course, but I'd say Unreal... From the get-go, from just like starting up, knowing yeah. nothing is more suited towards a more realistic art style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if I were to want to learn visual effects for magic and stuff, I'd probably go to Unreal Engine. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say there is a learning curve with um, Unreal's visual effects. Like, it's got the Niagara particle system, and they're very intense when you first look at them, but... <laughs> Once you kind of do like a tutorial or two and get the grasp of how to do the thing you kind of want, it just, it's like a curve. It kind of starts off with like, if this is how, if this is like, uh, should we say, I don't know how to describe it. Okay, yeah, difficulty there. And yeah, sure. It goes like this <laughs> and then it just squares off. I don't know the graph. I can't think of what would be on the bottom. Like time spent. time spent, maybe? Yeah, time spent. Yeah, time on the bottom, difficulty on the other one. You start off, and it's insanely difficult, and the more time you spend, it doesn't get easier. Well, it probably does a bit, but it's a very slow decline. Right, right, right. It's but almost it like be- it, 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 it almost never goes off the, the insanely difficult part, and it just very Basically, slowly goes down. When you've done enough time, you all get the nice... Right, eventually. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't think of it. It just never makes the graph. It's just, it's so far out of reach, it never sees the graph. And there probably will be people who disagree with that and say it's insanely easy, and I say I disagree with you. Yeah, no, I I agree with with you there. Um, Especially if you're already familiar with with, uh, a workflow, for instance, Mm. Unity, it's, I feel like it, it's a lot harder to learn a new engine when you've spent years learning another one. Like I did sure. Game Maker when I was 15, I think. And at the same time, I also tried learning Unity. And the more I started doing things in my spare time with Unity, the less I spent time at school using Game Maker. Yeah. And eventually, just I, f- I don't remember how to use Game Maker, let alone Game Maker 2. I yep. want to learn, but again, I know how to use Unity. So Well, I know what you mean with that, for sure. It's like, I used Game Maker when I first started. I think I made one very quick platformer in it. Someone gave me Game Maker now, I could not work it. Yeah, yeah. Man. I did... I did just notice the tender went on. I didn't really get to. You didn't really get to dive into Harry Potter more, which I was quite interested to in. know. Like, why is that one specifically your favorite Harry Potter, or is it just because it's the end of this end of the story? Well, I think for a while when I was uh, when I was younger, I think it was the Chamber of Secrets that always mm. just felt so cool because of the whole sword thing. Wow, it's about magic, which is crazy. Yeah. And the big snake, but um, the older I got, the more I started appreciating um, story and and character acting, visual effects, all that beautiful stuff. And having read the books, of course, it just 
it it felt perfect to me it was there's so much missing obviously because how are you going to make 600 pages or whatever it is into Mm. a two-hour movie um but all those things combined i just love it how it ends everything for everyone and there's still so many questions afterwards and i know that for example at um when harry has died which is a crazy moment like Mm. watching your hero die is just insane but when he he's in uh hagrid's arms and um voldemort is is speaking to the entire school like harry potter is dead and that's so cool and how how neville uh speaks up after that that's that's just awesome but what what was cut from the film was the moment that um harry obviously he jumps out of hagrid's arms to reveal hey what's up man i'm not dead um but draco then throws his wand towards harry and that was cut from the film Ah. and i ah, that's so sad but i love the idea that he did that because it's uh it's a moment for for us to kind of feel like okay he is on the good side he does know what's good and what's bad and that's such a beautiful moment to end his character's arc because he was always a meanie and in the sixth one while he really didn't want to do uh any of the bad stuff that he had to do he had to get the the Death Eaters into Hogwarts. He had to kill Dumbledore. Well, he obviously didn't. Um, but it's just a great way to end his character arc, and I love yeah, no, that. Sure. Like he does something like he actually wants to do. Yeah, and then obviously the the final fight with um, uh, between Harry and Voldemort. And I don't know if this is the Mandela effect. Are you familiar with the Mandela effect? I know of it, but I don't really know. Where uh, uh, a bunch of people remember a certain thing, but the, it never actually existed. Yes, okay. I do know that. So the, I have this thing where I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but when I, I believe that when I watched the final film in the theaters, there was this moment where Voldemort um, either walks up to Harry or he holds him... Uh, he's like locked between those those ropes or whatever they're called, and he he asks, "What did? Why did you live?" And Harry replies with, "Because I have something to live for," and then they fall off uh, the tower, and I think Ooh. that was cut from the eventual version. But that was such a cool moment to me; I'll never that, forget. See, I know this. I think I know the scene you're talking about, and I remember watching it. From what I remember of the scene, I feel like they obviously like kind of hug each other in a way. It's not a hug, obviously, but it looks like a hug. Yeah, yeah. And I always remember <laughs> Harry saying to Voldemort, like, let's finish this the way we started it. Yeah. He's, he says, like, let's finish it the way we started this time. And he says, like, together. And then they fall. So maybe they changed it. Cause I, I, I don't like... know. I could be remembering it wrong. As I said, maybe it's the Mandela effect. But I, I thought that was such a cool thing. And... People hate how they how they combine their faces like it's some kind of filter or you know, mm. something you know. But I love the idea of that they're still one even when they're not anymore, because the whole idea with the Horcrux is over at that point, right? So yeah. I just I love that. And then that final scene where they have that that battle 
when the the lights hit each other as they have done since the fourth film which was so cool one of the greatest scenes ever the the graveyard scene but that final fight and that he just just what's it called where he's he just his body like just disintegrates disintegrates thank you so i love that that's to me when i see those things i cannot look away from my screen at that time you know mm. just so into I, had a, it. I had a quick google then about um the scene you mentioned and it actually was cut apparently it was i'm not crazy oh no, <laughs> so apparently i don't I can't see all the details on it but it says like apparently david yates who i think directed it said Voldemort would have just killed Harry rather than ask him like why would why did you live he wouldn't have bothered with the the conversation because Voldemort's character he says is more someone who doesn't care and he'd rather just kill mm, interesting I mean I I get it at the same time I think it would have been great to keep it in I think it's a, I mean I didn't know so I think it's a very cool um it's a very cool like moment right but I I do think I think from what I just read there, there's I think in Deathly Hallows Part Two, why did you live in quotes? And all I can see is someone say, I'm really glad it was cut from the film, the bit where Voldemort says that. So I mean it might that's not fair. Be true, but from what I can see, there's only like one page on Google on it, so there's no way of knowing this information. Right. No, of course. But I mean find out. I could I could see why it was cut then. That makes sense. It's just to me it was a, a very cool moment, definitely. No, Especially because, cool you know, it, it was talked about in previous films where um uh in in the fifth I think something similar when they when it's all over and they go back home, I think they say something similar. So that's mm. it felt great. Yeah. That's cool. So why did the Deathly Hallows beat out Treasure Island? Uh, is it Treasure Island? Oh, um, uh, because of my my love for Harry Potter, I think. Because the Treasure love, Planet yeah. is, is great. Have you seen Treasure Planet? I think I've seen it once when I was very young, so I don't really remember what happened. I mean, it's your typical Disney movie, right? Uh, but it's all in a fictional universe, I think. Hmm. And it's so much fun. It's It's ridiculous. It's wholesome. And the music, obviously, Disney is known for having great songs, yeah. right? But there's this one song, and I think that's one of the main reasons why I love it so much. It's uh, called I'm Still Here, and it's played during like a, a compilation of um, Jim and uh, Crap Silver just mm. doing things on the boat together and just getting this father-son relationship almost and i love that the, the song makes that whole moment so so good and i find myself listening to that song so many times a year mm. you know it's it's a brilliant song and that makes for me it makes the movie so much better even well it's it's an enjoyable movie clearly but it's just it makes it gives me a reason to watch it almost no, I, I definitely think I should watch it again. I mean, I'll watch it again or watch it at some point. Cause I, I have memories of it being on. I just don't ever remember fully watching it. Right. But um, it definitely sounds good. It sounds like a different type of Disney film. Disney movie. It's still the same kind of formula in it, but different 
it's yeah yeah no exactly and i'm so sad that they canceled treasure planet 2 because there was going to be a second one but i think Mm. there was the whole thing of of combining 2d and 3d was a little rough at the time uh like i think the audience wasn't quite ready for it and there was a whole nother thing i think maybe uh it got overshadowed by a different release or whatever and that's that's so sad i would have loved seeing the sequel because there was a whole story and i wanted to see uh jim and silver uh, get reunited that would have been so cool Mm. i'll just have to imagine it (laughs) make your own story you're a writer write your own treasure planet i think i will get sued but uh (laughs) you just don't release it you just tell people it's fan fiction at that point so i mean i wonder if there's any good fan fiction of treasure planet out there have you ever read fan fiction i i feel like i've read some fan fiction things and i've read some that i dislike because it's like when people try and over romanticize something which shouldn't be romanticized and it really bothers me because it's just like you don't need to force this in exactly i've never like gone out of my way to properly look into fan fiction or something i guess i think maybe if it was like a treasure planet scenario where like i wanted more and i knew there was never going to be more and like i really couldn't do without more i probably would look into some but yeah yeah do you read much? Do you do much fan fiction or read much of it? Well, um, for a long time, fan fiction had this really bad reputation, obviously, and it still does. But in my head, that reputation never got got fixed in a way. And I don't mean. Uh, there was this friend of mine back in high school who was also a huge fan of Harry Potter, and he was like, okay, I know that fan fictions have a really bad reputation, and I know that especially Harry Potter ones, because honestly, I do not care about Harry and Draco or Harry and Hermione. I just want the story to continue or whatever, right? So he was like, you should check out this one. And I don't remember what it was about, uh, but I just know that it was actually really good and that it sort of gave me hope for fanfiction. And trust me, after that, I have never read a single fanfiction ever again. Because so the, I hurt, just, the hurt didn't last long. No, I just didn't care. What bad scares me? And that's where the most fanfiction is, I guess. What was that? Sorry. What bad? It's uh, the website where a lot of fanfiction is. Oh. And that website scares me. So, mm. no. I've heard some things about fanfiction that I don't really like the things I've heard about the fanfiction, so I kind of want to avoid it. There's nothing wrong with doing fanfiction. If you do fanfiction, do it. Be creative. Right. No, it's a great way of um, learning to write. Yeah, no, I think think I'm good on fanfiction. I might maybe try and find something for Treasure Planet, but I could also just be happy with what I did get. Would you ever consider doing your own fanfiction? Probably not. I um, I feel like while I can experience uh, a, a story in a certain way, I could never get to know the characters the way the creators did. Mm. It it would be my my interpretation, which is fine, you know. But at the same time, I I don't think I would want that. Like with uh, for example, Stranger Things. There's obviously there's such a huge world where you can you know go anywhere with certain characters but i i couldn't even 
you know, dare to to think about what those characters will be doing because I don't want to think about those things. I want the creators to make that for me so that yeah. I can enjoy it to its max, you know? No, I know what you mean. It's rather like, it's almost in a sense, like why would you want to do the creation of the world when it's still being created and the yeah. writers could do the thing you're about to do, but they could do it more with a deeper connection to the characters because they are their characters, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. That, I think that's why I prefer writing my own stuff. And yeah. for the stuff that I've written, uh, a lot is not really knowing the character, not really about knowing the character, but knowing the situation they're in and having a vague idea of how they'd react. But yeah. with that, that trilogy that I'm... Uh, working on I feel like I, I'm spending so much more time on actually getting to know these characters even though I've known them since I was was it 11 or something so like I've grown with them and they've grown with me but yeah. I st at this point I'm still like I don't really know if I know what you're like yeah. and yeah that's it's much more fun than writing someone else's characters because I can get to know them my own way i can yeah. just sit sit and go hmm what what kind of chips would this character like you know something mm. stupid like that <laughs> no i think that makes complete sense it's more so i guess like one thing when you do your own characters as opposed to doing already existing characters is you don't have to like really go against the lore of the world that's already there because it's your lore so if you think oh, yeah. i really wish this character had this specific thing you, and it doesn't really fit in with the world you realistically could shift the world around your character just yeah, so you could definitely. have them be how you want I mean that's quite an interesting like take on it for sure I also found it funny then how you said you're working on a trilogy which makes it sound like you're working on all three books at once at the same time <laughs> writing them all and I love that idea that you're doing that I mean, I'm. Uh, I've got this uh, Trello board right now. Uh, I've never tried using a Trello board for writing, but mm. um, I realized as I was planning the story that I wanted to make sure that I knew the entire story before starting to write the first book. And I think that makes sense. The the Trello is massive. And I love using Trello for it. It's a great way of having like. Um, a bunch of events ordered and I yeah. can reorder them easily and I can also just go you know what I think I'd rather have this in book three rather than book two and it's it's great way to have a, like an overview of what I want to happen and now that I haven't touched it for a couple of weeks because uh, other stuff um, I I know that when I go back into it I can just look at it and think that is never gonna happen I'll just take it out so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose like if you make an event, you could have the event there and go, okay, where would this, which book would this more fit in? You can just rearrange yeah. it on your Trello as, as and when, which I suppose is really quite good and it's a uh, useful, Trello is such a useful tool, so I didn't even think about using it for writing really, and that's really good. Yeah, I don't know how I came up with the idea anyway, it's... Just it's just pure genius. Just pure genius that. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I, I surprise myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and I I know that when I started figuring out what I wanted to do with the story, the main villain, I was like, okay, so after book one, I know that he's 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 still around. What do I, what do I do with him? You know, hmm. and uh, I started thinking more and more, and at one point, I just went, 
Huh, okay, I think I figured it out. Guess there will be another book. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, that's quite fun. I like how... Yeah, it's like a... It's similar to game design in a way, like the process of making things and going, hmm, actually, we could do it like this, which means we could make this happen instead, which is even more fun rather than kind of shelving a character. Yeah, right. Oh, that's that's interesting how that how that ties in with each other. A lot of I say a lot of creative industries like writing, game development, for example, do a lot of similarities between them where they kind of just tie in. I mean, ignoring the fact there is a narrative role in games where you are a writer for stories and such, just like the process behind creating a book and creating a game, I think from the sounds of it, have a lot of similarities between them. Like especially when you're using Trello and saying, okay. If you split a game, if you had a game for story, you split it up into acts. You had like the starting story. You could, I'd say, in my head, that seems similar to how you'd go about creating a book. Really, I mean, I guess so. There's obviously um, whereas with writing a book, um, there's shorter steps. I would not, I would hmm. not say shorter steps. There's fewer steps. Yeah. Whereas with game development, there's so many different aspects, right? And with writing, it's just come up with the idea plan it, write it, and try to release it somehow. Yeah. yeah. But the actual planning of the story, I yeah, no, I, I could see that definitely. Yeah. Are you working on any uh on any video games by yourself now? Or are you still working on the wizard uh game? Wizard game is still the game. I haven't touched it for a little while just because work is a thing now. So I'm kind of balancing the act of it's not like the idea like I'm not inspired. I haven't like lost the passion to do it. I still want to. It's just honestly I come home like half five and I come home, shower, eat, and then I'm just tired and ready for bed. So it's more so just a thing of I need to sort out my schedule and wake and feel less tired in the evening so I can do a little bit or have some more time in the morning. So mm. currently I'm not working on anything else like myself, just the wizard game. That's fine, that's all I want to work on right now. But what about you? You said you've got a video on uh right 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 uh well first of all um i i understand the, the whole the whole thing with finding a kind of a schedule that works for you um and i i hope you do find it i mean I'll, i'm sure it'll take some time to get used uh, to the yeah. whole new work thing and then i mean I'm, the joys of work i mean i complain about working on a laptop a lot because the laptop is slowly dying but the joys of it is realistically on the weekend, if I wanted to, I could always take it to a cafe and just do some work there, which I'm considering doing tomorrow now, in fact. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so there's um, there's time to do it. I just need to give myself the time to do it as well, rather than going, I'm just going to go to bed or have a sh- just not do it today. I just need to like, tell myself, no, I-, I want to do this, you should do it. Right, yeah, and that's that's good that that motivation is, is there. That's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the next step for the wizard game? So the next step is to add multiplayer into it. Oh, like online multiplayer. Yeah, oh, right, so not, yeah, yeah, I think you talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be like matchmaking because it doesn't really fit in that. It's more you play with friends and rather than playing local multiplayer, it is better if you can play online with friends. Right. So I need to fix a few bugs, which my friend pointed out in the playtest. I said friends a lot, but... I need to fix a few bugs which they told me about when we did the playtest, and then once that's done, I'm going to go ham on creating lo- like online co-op and hopefully getting that to work. Nice that's and- awesome. 
I'm uh, yeah. I'm excited to see that happen. I think this game would be really fun to play. I think it could be very yeah. fun too. I need to also make sure I'm allowed to do it because obviously when you when you have a job in games, like you have to make sure if you do any games in your personal time, it doesn't really like infringe upon what you're doing for a company. Mm. Like if you were to work for a company and you like a specific tool that they use, and you were like, oh they do this whole system and it's specific to them and you go I'm going to use it in my own game that's a no no you can't no exactly they, they won't appreciate that <laughs> exactly so the thing is I'm just kind of going through now with managers saying I'm making this I do have plans to release it on Steam in the distant future not sure how long it would be but I do have plans can I do that basically yes but they just need to like give me the go ahead oh uh, that's that's nice yeah, yeah. It's but great yeah, that you have that relationship with the company, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, it's the company that is very, like, friendly and, like, close, really. Like, everyone's just super relaxed and chill, which is a very nice environment to be working in. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a good, it's a good, like, first job, really, which is weird to say. I love that. that that's great. I'm, I'm glad you found that company then, yeah. Well, what about, what about your video then? Because I'm excited for that, because you seem to have hyped up a bit. Yeah, well, I, I'm kind of hyping it up because I think as I'm editing it, it's, I still find certain jokes funny. Even though mm. I've seen them uh, a couple of hundred times, I still find them really funny. And because this this uh, podcast will be out uh, way after that video is out, I can kind of talk about it. But um, basically, I made... Uh, there, there's this trend going around... Uh, where you make a game, but instead of like, have you seen the balloons video? I made balloons, but you're the balloon. Yes, yes. And that's a brilliant idea. And mm. I just thought, how can I use this trend? <laughs> and I normally don't think like that, and I'm glad that I did with this one because the idea is is so much fun. It's uh, I made Minecraft, but you are the block. Oh God! Exactly. I like that. And I don't that, know how it works, but I like it. It's crazy. And the game itself is very static. And uh, I mean, that's it's, it's almost bound to happen when you're the block. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? You can't have a moving world, really, because you're just one block and there's one Steve and that's it, right? But um, uh, there's a lot of fun jokes and the game is really weird and broken. But is it like Steve is trying to mine you or something and you're like Steve wants diamonds and you have to using an input field you have to change yourself into certain blocks uh, uh, so that he can get the items so that he can finally mine those diamonds okay that sounds quite cool and I, it's crazy uh, <laughs> it sounded like you go I thought you go for like a weird type of prop hunt there where like Steve's trying to find you and you're a block in the world and you just got to like look around and if you mind you, you die kind of thing. And it's just, I, I don't really know where that was going to go. I was like, that's really I mean, that's almost prop hunt, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that, those were great times when Minecraft uh, prop hunt was uh, a popular thing. Have you ever played that? I played like on Gary's mod, you mean? No, or, no, like, no actual mine. Minecraft. There's this uh, I don't think... thing that's called Ooh. block hunt, maybe. Oh yeah, I've done. Okay, yeah, I've done block hunt. Before. Yeah, yes, those, those were great times. But yeah, I think that um, the video, if I nail the edit, and I hope that I do, we still have a lot to do. Uh, I think it could turn out really good. And if 
that's true, then maybe it'll do great too. That's what we hope. Yeah. Imagine if it does well. How would you feel? Would you feel like? Would you feel good if it does well? Because like you put the hours, you put the time into it. Um. I mean, yeah. Or would you more laugh at the idea that it does well because you think it's like a funny video? Um. I think at this point, I'm uh, with every video. I'm hoping that it'll do really well. Mm. Um. Because of I I nowadays spend more time on ideas and actually getting a good edit um but if it then doesn't then i'll be you know like ah crap what can i do better but it's mm. with this one it would definitely i'm i feel like i'm hyping it up so much that i can only disappoint myself at this point so <laughs> yeah i'm hyping it up to myself more than to other people so you just yeah need to to quote no way home you need to expect disappointment yes <laughs> Or whatever the quote actually is. Uh, if you expect disappointment, you can never get disappointed. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's a damning quote. It hurts, but yeah. <laughs> Got to stay positive, though. Got to take the risks. Hmm. No, for sure. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, um, I hope you like it. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I always do. Yeah. And um, I'm still working on a bunch of other things, like When Summer Falls is sort of on the side right now because I'm still figuring out what to do with it. Mm. But um, I want to finish that too. And I've actually maybe got a, a Steam thing coming out. Ooh. <laughs> what type of game is that, if you are willing to share? Uh, it's very casual. It's very... There's... Are you familiar with the game? I think it's called Townscape. Right? Yeah, yeah. So is that where you like just make towns on like the water, and they all have, all the houses have different colors. Yeah, and there's no actual point to the entire game, right? Yeah. So I thought, hey, that's that's so cool, and I wanted to make a video about um, the concept of that. Like, hey, is that actually fun? Why why do these games exist? What's the point? And then I thought maybe to further continue with that question and to answer what the point is maybe i should try to make one of those mm. games and uh that was last week and the game is almost done at this point because i got obsessed with it <laughs> so um the joys of game dev sorry the joys of game dev that is when you yeah exactly. make do a little side project and you get so hooked on it you just spend the entire week working on it yeah, and that's th those are great times, but yeah, it's basically um, a thing. Uh, I think I posted a bit of it on Twitter, where oh, there's a character dancing. Yes, yes. And with the use of basic shapes, you can just make your own character that dances, yes. and it's so much fun. I've had someone play it uh, a couple of versions already, and they loved it. That's so really good. yeah and i was so surprised because i've never had that actually happen that way so mm. it got me excited to keep working on it so i figured hey you know what i'm gonna release this on steam and uh hopefully people will like it no that's really exciting I'm, yeah i remember you sharing stuff about that on twitter and i thought that maybe it was through your new video i was like what is this but i love the looks of it anyway <laughs> i sometimes post weird stuff like that for videos <laughs> That's what I mean. I was like, oh, whoops, I've just done it again. Um, yeah, I was just kind of like, 
what is this going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to share that with people. I think the video will take a very long time before that's out. I think the game will be out before that. Mm. So, uh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> should, be, should be very fun. I'll, uh, I'll definitely keep you updated on that. Please do. I'm looking forward to seeing it, as I'm sure everyone who's listening would be too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. All right. Um, I think that will conclude the first episode then, if you agree. Yeah, I think so too. It's been just over an hour. I think that's a good length. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I've had a lot of fun. We went on a bunch of tangents as we expected. But at the same time, we kind of stayed on topic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we stuck to films, games, and game dev and TV. So I feel like that's very on topic. Yeah. <laughs> we just completely nailed it. Yeah. So um, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening or Thank watching. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please like and subscribe. That's just becoming a second thing now, you know. Mm. I automatically say, say those things. <laughs> you have to say it. Um, if you want more, you know, Again, subscribe. Let us know in the comments below. We had one question we figured out beforehand when it comes to films. We have, uh, there's a list on IMDb of the 250 best movies that exist. Yes. And we wondered, do you want us to talk about movies that we've seen in the week or that month or whatever? Or do you want us to go through that list and for every... Uh, episode we watched that movie uh, whether we've seen it already or not and we just talk about the movie yeah because the list has some interesting films on it yeah I think I can't remember what number one is I think it might be the the Shawshank Redemption is it Shawshank Redemption yeah so number one like Shawshank Redemption we've got to talk about that (laughs) there's there's Avengers Endgames on it at some point I believe can't wait so I mean I'd be down to do that uh, I'd also be down to just talk about whatever movie we last saw. I think for me that could have been uh, Buddha Train, the new film with Brad Pitt. Yes. Wasn't a huge fan, but it was funny. So, uh, you know, we could talk about those things too, whatever yeah. people want. I mean, the last film, mean, last film I watched was The Notebook. Oh, I have yet to see that. that... It was actually very good. I, was, I, I more watched it because of Ryan Gosling, because I wanted to see him not be so de- depressed. So quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna say that, but I think quiet's the better term. <laughs> Probably. I feel like it's a, a movie. I've again, I've not seen it. I, f- I feel like it could break your heart. So it's yes. Yeah, yeah I'm excited it definitely to watch could. that. So yeah, let us know what you want to watch. Yeah. Wanna so would you rather us to talk about? To summarize it, I suppose, talk about films we've seen recently or on our mind, or would you rather us go through the top 250 of IMDb, and we'll make our way down, and we'll talk about the films, like, as a type of book club, almost? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. excited to hear what people think. Yeah. And Thanks, uh, everyone. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>